Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. Welcome to my live Q&A. As everyone is joining me live, I want to make sure I say hello to a couple of audiences. If this is your very first time watching and you're like, man, I like this guy's vibe, go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be a coach here online. And with these videos, man, make sure you hit that notification bell because if you would love to have me answer your question, man, you got to make sure that bell's hit. But for those who's been subscribed for many years, just a few moments ago, I want to say thank you so much for subscribing to my YouTube channel and for listening and subscribing to all the audio platforms. However you listen, however you watch, I want to say thank you so much. So as everyone is coming in live, let me know. My wife's already in the building. Love you. Glad you're in here with me. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you uh, guys know about a few products that are new, like my newest book called The Wholeness Journal, uh, Are You Whole Enough to Hold? This book is a great resource with 100 plus uh, reflective questions, as well as a 52-week journal, as well as, as well as 25 articles. That goes along with this book, man. It's a great resource uh, for teens, for couples, for singles, for married and dating couples. I believe this book is going to be a great resource for y'all. It also created a card game, man, a great game. Um, the first one who spell whole wins. It's a great card game for those who just want to have a good discussion question, a discussion uh, 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 moment, uh, activities like push-ups, sit-ups, a mathematical equation. It's just a fun overall game. Um, for you um, to think about wholeness and what it means to hold the important things in life. So all these resources are now available on my website at imunplugged.com. also have other books like The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Whole or Full of Holes, a dating book for those who want to learn how to date God, date themselves, and become dateable so they can date the love of their life forever. Also, if you struggle with soul ties, I have a new, uh, not a new book, but a book on that called The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Strongholds. Also, my latest, the book that I released last year, one of my favorites, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Your Life. Also, I have children's books um, called As He Says, Me and My Wife, um, as is for the students I serve, great book for young people to really discover their art form and their purpose. And if you're struggling with any type of spiritual warfare or want to learn more about the whole armor of God, make sure you check out this book as well called World War Me. Now, I think we should have some people in the chat now. There we go. Uh, we got my wife in the building. Unique Creation says, hey, what's going on? Christina Stubb says, hey. God's Girl says, you're welcome. Charlotte in the building. Thank you. Thank you. Hello from Houston, Texas. B. Ramirez. Thank you for watching. Christina Stubbs watching from Bahamas. Just J and Y. Let's see what we got. Hey, coach. It's been a while. Can the talking stage be part of dating while Christian? Well, um, you, you, the, before you get into the talking phase and dating, make sure that you and God are talking um, because your talking with God will determine your walking uh, uh, because that's very important. The more you talk to God, the better you walk with him, the better you are focused, the more you'll be focused on the things of God. Um, the talking phase is normal in a relationship, but make sure that you are so content in God that the talking with another person doesn't replace your conversations with God. Oftentimes, many people are unaware of just how idolatrous they are when it comes to relationships. Their desperate need for intimacy leads them to leave God who is there, who should be their first uh, uh, love of their life. And so what I don't want to happen is that um, you get into the talking phase and you stop talking to God. While you're in a talking phase, while you're in the getting to know uh, the person phase, make sure you stay in constant communication with God and make sure that that talking phase doesn't become a 
a thing that you become consumed with um, that you won't be able to um, really uh, uh, sustain that discernment you need to continuously watch the red flags because soul ties can develop during the talking phase. You don't have to be intimate to be tied, um, uh, long conversations, intimate conversations, deep conversations. I don't think it's wise to share so much in the talking phase. There should be stages in the phases. There should be graduations and levels that people obtain. Uh, not everybody should know, uh, number one, where you live. Not everybody should know so much about your past. Not too many people in the talking phase should know um, um, your your, your darkest or deepest uh, secrets or whatever it is, because y'all just talking. I think the basic things y'all should talk about are goals, aspirations, to see if there's any type of commonalities when it comes to vision, to see and listen to that person to see if they're really about the things of God. Those conversations are paramount. And while you are talking, let God through the spirit do the stalking. <laughs> while you're talking, let him do the stalking. Let the Holy Spirit begin to scan an individual and listen to him to make sure that you're not missing him. Hope to help. Great question. Lizzie Lewis says, how do you trust again in order to date after being abused slash domestic violence for 15 years of off and on? How do you know when you are ready to date? Um, that's a very layered question. Let me kind of look at it again. How do you trust again in order to date after being abused? Well, um, the Bible talks about uh, forgiveness. And it talks about that uh, uh, Peter came to Jesus and was like, yo, if I forgive my brother or the one that offend me seven times, am I doing good? The law back then was that you're only required to forgive a person three times and you should be good. But Jesus told Peter, you got to forgive that individual 40, uh, 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 70 times seven, which is 490 times in a day. And I say this in many videos, people will say, well, I, I don't see that person 490 times a day, but you could think about them 400 something times a day, right? And so you have to practice forgiveness so that you can uh, 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 be relieved of any tension, be relieved of any depression, be relieved of any type of traumatic abuses when it comes to that violence or when it comes to that abuse, right? And so right now, I wouldn't worry too much about dating again. I will focus on dating God and dating yourself, right? Because when you date God, you begin to get to know him. You will begin to allow him um, to heal that area of your life. You will begin to have the right perspective. You will begin to be optimistic. You will begin to shift your perspectives and thinking of things that are above, seeing that you uh, are above that situation, right? And then you will begin to see that, 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 uh, uh, that God can redeem the time, that God can make um, this situation that was once a mess into a message that could turn into a ministry, that could turn into an opportunity to help other young women as well. And as those young women begin to watch you grow in contentment in your singleness and then marry the individual as God restores it, it could be a bit of a blessing, a very beautiful outcome that can bless a lot of individuals. But how do you know when you're ready to date again? Number one, you know for a fact you're ready to date again when your dependency and your devotion is high when it comes to things of God. You know you're ready to date again when you practice acknowledging God in all of your ways. You know you're ready to date again when, when you think of that individual as no longer a tug from that individual. And you know that you're ready to date again when you are enjoying your singleness. I just spelled date. 
You know that you're ready to date when you are dependent on the things of God and your devotion is deep with the things of God and you are and your discernment is strong, right? You know you're ready to date again when you have already made it a practice and a lifestyle to acknowledge God in all of your ways and you have amnesia towards whatever that you have faced against and it no longer affects you. You know that you're ready to date again that when that when you think about that abusive individual, there's no longer a tug on your emotions and you know you're ready to date again when you truly are enjoying God where you are content with God and you are and you are uh, um 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 uh, in your purpose you engaging your purpose that's what I'm looking for you engaging your purpose those are four signs that you're ready to date you're dependent and you're you depend on on God and your discernment is deep and your devotion is deep you are acknowledging God in all your ways you are not accelerated you at the right pace when you think about that abusive person no longer a tug there and you know you're ready to date when you enjoy your singleness and you are fully engaged in your purpose without distraction hope to help Lizzie Lewis Ashanti Akua says hey coach I have a question I'm a homeboy and want a homebody, sorry, <laughs> and wanted to know how will I even meet my future husband if I don't like being out much? Well, um, you don't want to look at your introvert introvertism, right? You being an introvert to put limits on God. You can be in a house for 50 years and never go outside and that can't stop God from bringing the one that God has for you. God doesn't need too much of our help. The only help that God, the only thing that God wants you to do in the meantime is to make sure you develop yourself into the helpmate needed for the individual that you're hoping for, right? That you're that you are honorable servant of him, which is a reasonable service, that you're engaged in the things of God, that God's your ultimate hope. So many people think that, uh, well, well, how will my man find me? You don't have to make yourself available for God to bring the one to you. Many people think that I got to go on dating, Christian dating sites. I got to make myself noticeable. I got to go to the church where there's the most men. God doesn't need your help. God's GPS system is accurate. God can find you no matter if you're hidden in the most hidden spot in the whole world. God can still have your man find you. You can. You don't know. He might knock on your door. You don't know how God to do it. <clears throat> so don't allow the idea that you have to be seen or noticed for God to take notice and bring the individual into your life. That's just not how God works. I stumbled, my wife and I stumbled into each other's life. When I met my wife, when she first came to my Bible study, I wasn't even thinking about a wife. I wasn't even looking for a wife. She came to my Bible study. She came into my purpose. While you're at home, while your body's at home, make sure your body's a living sacrifice, holding acceptance with God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be perfect, complete. I mix the scriptures, but you know what I'm saying. And while you're doing that, you'll be so purpose driven. Your purpose will drive you into the purpose of that man. And when y'all collide, you will see what was meant for you then. So don't worry about being a homebody. God, God, God doesn't need your effort because oftentimes when we think that God needs us, we start doing the most. So if you at home a lot, don't find, find rest in knowing that God still has his best for you. And the thing about you, when you're fellowship with God and you fall in the flow of God, you will be surprised when God is say, you know what? Uh, I need you to go to Whole Foods. I need you to go to Target. And you just follow the relationship with God. You follow him. And then I'm sure you, uh, I'm sure you go out to the grocery store sometime. I'm sure you, you, you go out. All you got to do is be in such a fellowship state with God that when you flow with God, you will start finding yourself in situations that are purposeful. Hope to help. Uh oh, scroll down too far. 
That's right, beloved. That's Romans 12, 1 through 2. Man, I just uh make sure I got everybody's question. Ashanti, a unique creation says, I had a family get together, and my uncle was uh um, and my uncle made slick comments, and his energy was as if he didn't want me to be there. I've cut him off for a reason due to the disrespect. Is that a, yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with cutting people off. I'm in the cutting people off ministry, man. Like, like at the end of the day, if your energy doesn't match my energy, and I'm cutting you off. There's nothing wrong with that. People who make slick comments probably envy your life. They probably want uh, your relationship with him. Uh, uh, he probably wants it in a way that's not uh, um, wholesome, right? There's nothing wrong with cutting people off, especially um, people like that. And so when you have family get together, just make sure while you're in the car, pray in tongues, pray in the spirit, pray to God, take deep breaths, get your mind ready for the slick comments. Because one thing we can't do, unique creations, is allow Uncle Ray Ray to hinder you from getting into mama's macaroni and cheese. One thing we not going to do is allow Uncle what such and such is presence to keep me from unwrapping that aluminum foil on those turkey necks. Well, one thing we not about to do is have Uncle, whoever he is, to keep me from mama's sweet potato pie. That's what we not going to do. So to prepare your mind, words, soul, and everything about you before you go into that man's presence, man, get into the presence of God and say, God, give me the strength today because Uncle Ray Ray going to be there today. Help me to navigate and, and be cordial, be kind, and um, but don't be stupid. And and, and uh, when he wants to show out, let him show out by himself because two fool, two people arguing from a distance, both look like fools. But if you do the pregame before you get into the game and you get your mind, heart and soul right and get focused on the macaroni and cheese and sweet potato pie, then friend, you'll be all right. Ain't no wrong with cutting people off. Fact, fact check says, hi from Florida. Thank you for watching. Can reconciliation of a breakup a part of God's plan and relationship after he confirmed the breakup? Let me see if that makes sense. Hi from Florida. Can reconciliation of a breakup be a part of God's plan and relationships after he confirmed the breakup? Um, if, if your question, if I'm if I'm making sense of your question, um, God can reconcile anything, right? And maybe God broken y'all up for a period so that y'all can be um built together, built individually separately by him so that y'all can be brought back together. But everything boils down to the leash of the Holy Spirit. So I, I don't know the story, I don't know your situation as thoroughly enough. To be able to answer it specifically, um, but but God can reconcile anything, but you have to ask yourself why. What was the reason for the breakup? Was the breakup because you know long distance or just strain or just a bad moment, or was the breakup because there's some big red flags in play, right? Because sometimes we can we'll 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 reconcile an individual because we have feelings for that individual, we have soul ties with that person, and then we try to reconcile something that God is not even in, right? So it all boils down to the issue of God. Everything I say is going to start with your relationship. Uh, because he knows all the details. So I hope that helped. George Falcon says, what's a good way to visualize the Holy Spirit to make him more personable? Some people refer to it as the mother spirit, but that seems like that's definitely off because he's a he. He's not a he's not a woman. He's not a mother. Um, you don't have to because the more you try to visualize, you'll start creating a graven image of, of him. And then you'll open yourself with the demonic activity to make you visualize, meditate on the Holy Spirit, quote unquote. And then it'd be a, a, a horrific spirit. It'd be a demonic spirit. And then you will be engaged. With something. So what I would do is it just say a, a Holy Spirit every morning. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to me today. Reveal yourself to me today in a special way. 
and, and because I don't want you to get so caught up in trying to visualize something that you can't even see. Because when you start creating visualized images of the Holy Spirit, then it's almost like if you're creating a graven image and then you'll be in grave danger of demonic uh, uh, attack. Hope to help. My brother, John Parker, what's up, family? Hope you well, my brother. Ashan says, make sure it's going somewhere to, oh, y'all y'all helping each other. Jojo Davis says, what's up, coaches? Jojo, why am I getting closer to God more now and I'm hearing him clear now from back when I first got close to him three years? I mean, that's just what happens. The more you get to know God, the more you begin to fellowship him, you begin to things get clear. As simple as that, family. Um, so keep going, pressing after him, keep going after him. Uh, and, and that's just what happens, fam. Uh, and, and the more you pursue God, the clearer things get. Shay Shay, what's up, sis? Hope you're well. Beloved says, how do you gracefully take a break from toxic family members? Uh, you gracefully take a break by, it depends on who the family member is. If it's like a mom, if it's someone that you're close to, um, it just depends. Um, there's nothing wrong with having a conversation. Hey, say, man, uh, well, what I would do is, this is what I would do. I would just start dissing myself. I just start dissing myself. And without without any kind of conversation, and then when they begin to notice and start asking, why have you gone missing? Where have you been? Then you it opens the door for you to have that conversation. And then you'll say the reason why I'm not hanging around because you guys are toxic, man. You know, it is what it is. You know, and Jesus, when Jesus' mom and brother came up and the disciples like, yo, Jesus, your brother and your mama want to talk. He said, who's my mother? Who's my brother? But those who are right here in the family of God, what he was saying at that time, it was saying that Mary and his brother wasn't really rocking with him like that. And he was like, man, you ain't being my mother right now because you're not understanding how God created me. You're not understanding that I am the Christ. Uh, my brother, you know, whatever y'all situation is or feelings are, not too many people can handle a family member that's growing. Not too many family members can handle a family member that, that that's not toxic like them. And sometimes you outgrow family. You're so welcome, Lizzie Lewis. That's right. That's right. Thanks, coach. I need to hear that. You're so welcome. Thank you for doing these lives. So helpful. You're welcome. You're welcome, sis. Ashanti said, that's true. I have always been like that. So I'll definitely do that. Yes, I do. Great. Great. I'm glad. Chris Parker says, great point, coach. I've been using online dating. I've been using online dating off and on versus giving God access to that part of my life. I'm now giving him that access and control to bring my wife of noble care. That's right, man. God doesn't need our assistance online or offline to bring things in line. Lilo 27 says, what to do if the job, if the job becomes mandated? Family says it's God's answer to gotcha. Um, follow the will of God. Follow the will of God. Um, listen, at this day and age, we either going to trust that God will provide, trust that God will God, trust that God will be by our side. That's what we got to do. We got to say, you know what, no matter what a job says or mandates or whatever, we got to trust who's who's uh, who's uh, elevated the most high. You see what I'm saying? God is in control of everything. God did it for me. God got me out of the, out of the way. And if God, the same God that guided me out of the way where I don't have to worry about making a decision, the same God that would do the same for you. You see what I'm saying? And family, you, that's just how family people, you got you to go by the Holy Spirit, not family. Uh, what, is, what does family know as the answer for God, right? If if that was the answer for God, then why would he give us an immune system? If that was the answer for God, why would he be our healer? It's just certain things you just got to process your own self and then make sure that you're doing stuff in the natural to make sure that you're healthy. Hope to help. Lysandra, uh, I ain't going to even mess your name up. Lysandra says, good evening, coach. How to know you're praying 
for what, how to know that how to know what you're praying for as a part of God's will. As a young adult, how to become more independent while still with my parents without being rebellious? Great question. The first part, I'll say it like this. Usually with me, I start praying in the tongues. I start praying the Holy Spirit because I begin to align myself. Oftentimes I start with, um, first off, before I even get into praying in tongues, it depends on how my day starts. Uh, um, if I'm not coherent and I'm just kind of just sleepy and I'm just kind of waking up, I'll pray in tongues because I'm just getting my body understanding and focused on, on who I need to start my day, who I need to energize me, right? Or, or I start with thanksgiving. I wake up and start thanking God for uh, for whatever my eyes lay it on. If, my, if it's my wife, I thank God for a wife, Ruth. I start thanking God because now I'm getting my whole body to start being aware of the little things that I should be uh, that should be obvious to me of God's goodness, right? And then when you make gratitude and you start making praying in the spirit a norm in the morning, when you start making it a, a repertoire, a, a, a regiment in your life, then you'll begin to find your, your language, your, your words beginning to align to the word of God, especially when you incorporate a proverb a day or a gospel a month and begin to allow the Holy Spirit to navigate you through what text that he wants you to read. It all the spiritual disciplines um, will, will really help you with the steps that you are determined to take in life, which is the will of God. So you know you're praying the will of God when you're praying the word of God. You can pray the will of God every day if you want to by literally just finding scriptures in the word of God and, 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 and creating them and, and, and uh, making them affirmations and making them um, confessions and making them things that, that you speak over your life. If you want to pray the will of God, pray the word of God or pray through the spirit of God. And then you'll start finding yourself, uh, finding that 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 strong sensing in your spirit, man, that will then bring out of you what the Holy Spirit wants you to say in English, what the Holy Spirit wants you to declare, what the Holy Spirit wants you um, to believe God for. So the will of God begins with the word of God. The word of God begins with the wor a worship of God. And if you start flowing from worshiping in God, and worship is not just raising of hands necessarily. Worship with God is your life. When you start aligning your life to the things of God, you begin to utilize your hands, your feet, your body as worshiping instruments for him. Then you will begin to find yourself more in tune with him. And then you start building a hunger and acquired taste for his word. And then the word of God, which is so drenched in your soul, when squeezed, you will begin to pray the will of God out of your mouth. Hope to help. What's up, Chase, bro? Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Beloved says, wow, thank you. The Lord highlighted that exact scripture to me. Thanks, coach. God gets the glory. My wife's in the amen corner. Appreciate you. Christy Hines says, thank you for your words. Really need this right now. God gets the glory. He gets all the glory. Christina Stubbs says, what are some practical steps I can take to discipline my 16-year-old niece? Um, uh, discipline begins first with love, grace, and truth. Um, oftentimes as parents or father figures or mother figures, we come with so much truth and correction that we really don't know how to add grace where needed, love where needed, understanding where needed. Listen, pe uh, people at my job, they are, are very curious on how kids just uh, 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 go hard for me or how kids gravitate to me because I give them grace and truth. I take time to put myself in their shoes. I take my time to look for the clues to see why they're they're uh, sad and blue. You see what I'm saying? And, and then, then I begin to allow the Holy Spirit to give me the direct angle to be able to minister to that child. 
And so when it comes to our children, whether nieces, nephews or whatever, we got to start off with love, especially uh, or not would even start love. I will start. I will begin with 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 uh, 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 knowledge. I will begin with knowledge. What has happened in this child's life? Most 16, 17, 18 year olds, 14, 15 year olds, brains cannot fully comprehend the traumas they experience. That's why the enemy attacks young people at six years old, five years old, or as early as possible, because he knows the brain is not mature enough or the child is not mature enough to be able to process the pain, process the trauma. So they start acting out because they don't know how to uh, map it out. They're not able to, to, to fully understand what they went through. Right? And so it's up to us to be long suffering and patient. That doesn't mean we be pushed over. That means when a child begins to feel like you love them and that child begins to realize that you understand them or desire to. And when that child begins to realize or feel that that you that you that you care for them, then correction comes. You can't correct without care because that's not fair. Right. You got to correct after care. And you care for people through self-care first. I can't send care if I haven't first had self-care. Because if you don't have self-care, then you will be always affected by what they say. You'll be affected by what they do or how they listen to you. But when you practice self-care and you care from the overflow of your self-care by casting your cares on God, knowing that he cares for you. So the process is I must know that I'm cared for before I can care for. I must first know that I'm cared for. I must make it a practice to cast my cares. I got to also make a practice of self-care so that when I do care, it's an overflow of, of from my walk with God and my walk with myself. And that child feels it authentically because then you have an empathy about you, you have an understanding about you, man, man. And they will feel that you love them. And then when they start feeling that, you'll begin to see the change. But when we get into that process, we have to be patient because we know that you can't expect in 16 minutes to change with this this year, this child experience in 16 years. But you know that if you can get the rudder to change direction, you know, over time, the ship will change the direction. But without grace, they can't handle the truth. Hope they'll. God's girl said, that's right, coach. God is our guide to all things. Trust God, not man. That's right. Mr. Uh, Taref says, Hi, I am 33, and there is a lady in the church who has expressed in a nonverbal way that she likes me. I feel you. Looks and tries to sit next to me in church. I currently have a job with a temporary contract, and I don't have a driver like working on it, though. No, I can't understand. It's okay. You're working. That's good. You're going in the right direction. My first thought is to get everything sorted before I start dating seriously. That's why I keep her a bit at distance. Is there a possibility that God does say you can start dating her? I live in Europe, so cars. Oh, okay. So cars not necessarily, but hand in the hat. Great question, man. Uh, it is very important for a man to get things together for himself before he can entertain. Now, there's nothing wrong with a young lady giving non-verbals. You know, ladies, nothing wrong with you know uh, um, being uh, non-verbal with a guy. Uh, but you got to make sure um, that your non-verbals matches what God's verbal uh, account for you is. Um, because sometimes you start making yourself available to these men, giving these men false cues, and God didn't even give you a clue that that man's for you, right? But to the gentleman, what I would advise as a man to a man is to get things together in your country, man. I fully understand a car is not necessary, right? Um, but you also got to think about, well, I mean, if, if transit and stuff like that is a part of uh, um, the European life, 
then then I think a woman understands that and will rock with it. But I will definitely start going get your driver's license um, and, and start going that direction. But uh, let me make sure I can find your question. Uh, oh, yeah, God can cause you to start dating her. I mean, when I started dating my wife, everything wasn't perfect. I wasn't perfectly in place to marry her. It may be God's will for you to meet her, but it may not be God's will to, for you to marry her. It's two different times. God's timing may be, this is a perfect time to meet your wife, but it's not the right time to marry your wife. Me and my wife dated for what, five or six years, five years, four to five years before we got married. So what I'm saying is you just got to continue, my brother, to follow the will of God and say, God, I'm just going to keep focusing on you. I see her, nonverbal, whatever. Uh, but you know whether or not you're ready to date her. Uh, because what you don't want is to get in a situation where you start dating a young lady and you don't have your stuff together. And then you're distracted from getting your stuff together. And then she enjoys you in the first period of your dating phase and then gets disgruntled because you're not quite who you need to be. Oh, ladies, people, women will flip on you in a minute. And men, but in this situation, women will flip on you. They'll 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 give nonverbal signs, they'll want you to come pursue them, and then they'll be, oh, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. And then when a long period of time comes and you still trying to get yourself together while dating her, then typically in a situation like that, someone may start getting start getting uh, um demanding. Someone may be like, Why you need to hurry up? Because whatever, it's best to have everything together so that she won't be disgruntled later. All right, so get as much as you can in place, but at the same time, meet with God in that special place and continue to vibe with Him because don't allow her nonverbal um, suggestions cause you to lure towards her and you forget about God and His guidance. Okay, thanks for the advice, Ezzy. Greetings from the Netherlands. Thank you for watching, family. I appreciate you watching. Got time for two more and I got to go. Alexis Jones says, Hi, Josh. What does God mean when he says a man won't be able to cover you? Uh, uh, let me see. Let me make sure. I don't know if that's a scripture. A man won't be able to cover you. Scripture. I don't see it. Uh, let me let me just make sure. Well, I just ask a question. What does God mean when he says a man won't be able to cover I mean... A man has to be covered to cover, right? A man's a covering a woman basically means that, that I protect her. See, before anything hits my wife, it should hit me. It hits me so it won't hit her. It hits me so it won't hit the kids. Because my faith, I am responsible as the under shepherd of God for my wife to make sure she feels secure and stable at all times. So no matter what happens with finance, no matter what happens in life, I don't let her know everything when it comes to that kind of stuff because I got it covered. If I got it covered, why do I got to uncover it for her to be nervous? Because I know there's going to be situations where as God is still guiding me, that I'm going to have to walk more in faith than she does. I don't want to be such a faithless man that is causing my wife to walk in a faith that's not her measure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's a measure of faith that God gives me as a man and a measure of faith that he gives a woman because a man should be walking in, 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 in faith, not necessarily always, but should walk in greater faith and believing because he knows who covers him. And so you don't want to be a man who's trying to cover you, but he got holes in his life. And it's like having an umbrella with holes that when it rains and pours, you get hit. My wife should not get hit by anything because I keep her covered. I keep her covered in prayer. I keep her covered emotionally, physically, whatever, through the help of the Holy Ghost. 
And so a lot of men are not ready to cover their wives because they don't allow themselves to be submitted enough to be covered themselves. So I hope that helped. Help. I, I see you said amen. So I believe the help. Time for two more and I got to go. Christy Hines says, I'm just going through a divorce after 12 years of marriage and need to have prayer for my children and myself as it is a, <clears throat> as it is a struggle, as it is a struggle of, of uh, mentally, uh, you feel mentally drained. Thank you. Let's pray for our sister. Heavenly Father, man, your grace is sufficient, man. You're the only one that can bear the burden of Christy right now. She's being divorced after 12 years. We cover her young people right now with the presence of your Holy Spirit. We cover them with love. We cover them with joy. We, we, we believe, Father God, that in time, your sufficiency of grace will be so evident that people will look curiously at Christy and see how, how could someone that will go through something like this and the children and still be uh, intact, mentally stable, and able. We also pray for the husband. <clears throat> The man that's, that, that, that has divorced, we pray for his cover. We pray for his salvation. We pray that he's able to be a good uh, a co-parent and a good parent to his children. Lord, all I keep hearing in my spirit is that your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient for Christy. And we believe by faith that she'll feel your presence in every moment, <clears throat> helping her in those tough moments. For the word of God says, Lord, you are near the brokenhearted. And we thank you, Father God, that you will help her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Matthew Smith undercover says, I know a friend who had a girlfriend for the past five years, but I found out he forces her to consent to sexual intercourse and abuses her for not complying. She don't her with me any advice. I know a friend who's had a girlfriend for the past five years, but I found out he forces her to consent for not complying. He cheated on her with me. Any advice? Are you are you a gentleman? Let me make sure. Let me know if you're a man or not. So I can understand. I don't know if you're a man or a woman, or you're a woman using a man's page. Gotcha. Okay, thanks for the advice. As agrees from thank you for watching, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it, my brother. Joe Miami says, yo, coach, I'm 24 and I don't intend on pursuing mysteries until I'm financially abundant and established in my 30s. Are female friends is a waste of time until then? Yeah, it just depends on what kind of friend they are. Uh, but I wouldn't say they're a waste of time. And you just got to be wise in the meantime, right? Uh, uh, but that's wise, man. You got to, God can have you ready, financially ready by 26, by 27, by 28. All, all you have to worry about <clears throat> is make sure that you're abundant in every area. Make sure you're abundant spiritually. Make sure you have an abundance mentally, that you're abundant emotionally, that you're abundant financially as well and physically. Or do you have the capacity physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially to be able to take care of women? Because sometimes as young men, <clears throat> we'll focus so much on the bag that we lag. We'll focus so much on the money that we're not sweet as honey. We're not kind and gentle. You see what I'm saying? We're funny when it comes to other areas. We're not solid and fundamentally sound. So you got to make sure as you're pursuing financial abundance that you're also ultimately pursuing spiritual abundance, 
uh, that, that whom the sun sets free is free indeed, that you're free in every area and it flows into your deeds. Make sure that you're mentally abundant, that you, that you have a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge, uh, a unique perspective, biblical perspective, a uh, deep discernment and guidance that you emotionally abundant, that you are long suffering to your wife, that you don't uh, put yourself in a position to build resentment towards her, that you're abundant emotionally, that you're abundant physically, that you're able to have enough strength and capability to, to walk and move around with a woman and, and take her fun places without without barely breathing. You see what I'm saying? So 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 make sure in the meantime you're working on of physical abundance, spiritual abundance, mental abundance, emotional abundance, and also financial abundance. I'm done, y'all. I gotta go. I love you all. We got amens in here. Amen's amen's amen in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, yeah, that's good. Lord, help us to be whole and well-rounded. I love you all. I better go ahead and go. I'm only trying to do these for 30 minutes or so. Hope y'all were blessed. Make sure you check out my latest book, The Wholeness Journal, Are You Whole Enough to Hold? Over 100 and so reflective questions, 52 uh, entries, journal entries, as well as 25 articles on wholeness. Also, make, it, make sure you check out The Whole Card Game. Um, the first one who spelled whole win is a very fun interactive card game with great discussion questions and interactive activities to help process your ability to hold. All those resources are available on my website, IamUnplugged.com, or you can just simply go to Amazon right now and get other books, including that one called One Called The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Whole Enough uh, to Hold? Uh, oh, no. Are You Whole or Full of Holes? Helping those who are single, those who are dating, this book will help you to learn how to date God, date yourself, and become dateable so you can take the love of your life forever. Also, if you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, this book called The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Strongholds, will be a great resource for you. If you want to deepen and develop your spiritual discernment, this book called Counterfeit of Counterparts is a great book. It, uh, uh, it's a book that helps you continue to discern the will of God in every area of your life. It helps you um, to test. The Bible says, test every spirit to see if they have God. I have a formula in there on how you can test the temperament, the end result, um, the uh, the other letters. I totally forgot at the top of my dome. But there's a formula on how you can test friendships, test jobs, test boyfriend, girlfriends, test decisions to make sure that it's of God and not by any other spirit. If you have young kids, third graders and up, this book right here called As He Says, As is for Student I Serve, is a great resource for young kids to help discover their art form and their purpose. Great book there. If you want to learn more about spiritual warfare or you're struggling with spiritual warfare or you want to learn more about how to put on the whole armor of God and what each armor means, this book called World War Me is a great resource there. Also, make sure you get your merch. I got merch on right now. Infatuation is blind, not love. This shirt was the same, not the same shirt, but the same design on the uh, shirt that on the video that went viral, the purpose of singleness, the, uh, the uh, Proverbs 31 woman. So make sure you check that out and also get some other merch as well. There's links in the in the, in the um, description box below. There's also links in the chat uh, for more things that you can get uh, on my website and other places. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I hope y'all was uh, encouraged by this um, live Q&A. Make sure you hit that notification, post notification, man, all notifications so you'll know when I go live. Because no man, no woman knows they are when Coach I is going to go live. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.